Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. How's everything going in the church life of Julian? Uh, it's going, man, right? Uh, it's, uh, it's always a battle, yeah. but it's, um, it's a calling. So I can't complain, man. Really, I can't complain. Things are good. Family's good. Kids are good. Yeah. Wife is doing good. So well, you yeah. have church, you have church at the beach, so that can't be that bad. Uh so I know. I know. Walk right? away from the beach. <laughs> we are. Hey, everybody needs Jesus, you know. Some people are called the the desert, some are called the Maui. So <laughs> exactly. I'm, Thank I'm God. waiting for I'm waiting for a campus to open up in Maui because somehow I'll feel called to speak there often. <laughs> I know, right? In the winter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, man, hey, uh, how can I serve you today, man? What would you like to talk about? Today, I want to talk about a few things. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the, the concept of church membership. Mm. You know, uh, old school, at least uh, our constitution and bylaw, uh, people would vote on a bunch of things and that was the, the main incentive for people to become part of the member, you know, become members of the church. As the church grows, uh, we're not voting on, on everything. There's a staff. I was wondering, uh, is it something that's obsolete? And, uh, uh, and if not, which I don't think it is, what would be the best process? And, and meaning like what's in it for the people? What's in it for them? Like, because, you know, for the pastors, we're like, yeah, you know, would you commit to attend, to give, to protect, to pray? Uh, sure. Yeah. But what's in it for them to be uh, to become a member of the church? So process and also what's in it for them, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that is a uh, uh, this whole membership thing seems to be, a, I wouldn't say a hot topic, but a consistent topic. That people yeah. are wondering, like, man, does it, is it valid, uh, valid anymore? Is there a reason? Um, you know, and if you look through scripture, do we even find it? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. uh, do we do it more out of tradition than we do out of biblical principle? Uh, and it probably is more out of tradition uh, mm -hmm. more than anything else. Um, so I think you have to decide what you want. Uh, mm -hmm. there, I, there are two forms of it. One is uh, there is no membership and the board is the driving sort of uh, force on major decisions, uh, major sure. decisions, not minor ones, major ones, um, you know, more about property, purchase of property, signing lease, things like that. Then there's the other part of people being members. Um, I, I kind of favor the idea. Here's, here's what I favor. Uh, I favor the I personally, and everybody's different, Julian. So yeah, I, I I necessarily don't favor the idea of membership as much as I favor the idea of partnership or ownership. Sure. Uh, you know, um, I, I like that idea. So sure. here's why: because when it's ownership, it's about right. When it when it's when it's membership, it's about rights. When it's mm. ownership or partnership, it's about responsibility. I like that. So members about rights, ownership slash partnership, whatever you want to call it, is about responsibilities. For instance, mm -hmm. um, if I go to the gym LA Fitness today and three machines are broken, first, and they're the ones I use, I'm a little upset. I might tell the manager, what's the world? He, what the world, why are these broken? He's going to tell me they're going to be fixed in three days. 
I'm not going to fix them. Even if I knew how to fix them, I probably wouldn't fix them because mm-hmm. I pay money. Mm-hmm. And I'm a member and I, I have rights as a member. Um, if I'm the owner or the partner in the business, now I have responsibility. So I do think that um, there's a potential of uh, shifting that. So some people are still in the member thing and they got a church of 500. They only have a, it's crazy when you think about it. They got a church of 500. They have 150 members of the 150 members. They need at least half to show up. And of the half, they need 60% to vote or something like that. So it comes down to 500 people and it comes down to 30 people dictating everything the 500 are going to do. So it's kind of a, just for me personally. And again, I, for me, it's a little antiquated. uh, And I, I do like the idea, like you said, okay, I'll give, I'll, I'll, I'll support, I'll do all that. I do think that there's part of that. Um, I do think that when they are part of that, they have to feel like they're joining a, a tribe or a team. Mm-hmm. If it's just, here's your little ownership card, partnership. I will support the church. I will speak highly of the church, you know, all that stuff. And then they give you the card and, you know, and then you laminate it and send it back or however you do it. Everybody does yeah. it. They have to be joining something. And I think yes. that what you have them join is you have them join your dream team. You have them or whatever you want to call it, but it's that mm-hmm. volunteer group that meets once every other month, meets every three months. Um, that's a rally time. It's an encouraging time. It's a celebrating time. Uh, it's an honoring VI, you know, VIP people that did something great in the last three months time. Uh, and also in those team nights, what I, you know, you, can call yeah, them, yeah. you got to give them a little bit of <clears throat> like, let them in on the no on a couple things that, that maybe not the kind of no that if it got out, you know, wouldn't be good because it's going to, sure. uh, but you let them in on the no before any, before you say it at the church. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they feel like, wow, I'm here because I'm an owner, a partner. I'm here uh, because I serve. I'm here and I'm, I'm let in on the no when other people aren't. And mm-hmm. uh, so I would think about like, do we want to do membership or not? If you decide I don't want to do membership, then let's stay with the words ownership or partnership, whatever mm-hmm. you like better. Mm-hmm. And then of that ownership partnership, what does that mean for them? It means they're invited to these team nights that they're celebrated, that they're encouraged, that they're let in on vision, upcoming plans. They got a little bit of inside, inside, insider information. Um, that's how I feel like they, they feel like, hey, you know, I'm in on the no more than the average person. Uh, and I think that those are, those are some of the ways that I would treat it. But I would change it, change the terminology. Uh, I like that. Yeah, change from rights to responsibilities. And what would be the first step? Let's say I have a guest at church. Uh, is that maybe invite him to serve, invite him to do like a spiritual gifts test? What would be the first step, you think? Yeah. So what you're talking about is it's a great question. What you're talking about is what is the system to move people from the community, you know, the city, yep. to the crowd, to the core? That's really what you're asking. And so yes. um, people will ask all the time, like, how do you, how do you uh, grow a church? You know, I say, well, at the end of the day, you got to get more people to show up and you got to get them involved faster. Mm. Here's why you got to get them involved faster, because you want to create a stickiness about your church. 
Mm. You want people to, it takes the average person about six months to get plugged into a church. Mm -hmm. We could get that down to about two months. Now I'm not mm -hmm. saying they're going to leave worship or anything, but you know, sure. help take an offering, give out a donut at the hospitality table, something like that they could be a part of serving. So if I were you, I would just look at like, here's how I would look at it. I would get in front of a whiteboard with your team, two or three of you, not 20 of you, but two or three of you and say, okay, here's a person that comes to our church and, you know, maybe they like it on Sunday morning. Then just go like this. Just what is, what's the next baton? Well, we want them to stop by our welcome center and meet someone at that welcome center. We're going to promote our pizza with the pastor or dessert with the mm -hmm. pastor or next steps or mm -hmm. discover or whatever it is you call it. We're mm -hmm. going to promote that. So they're going to come on Sunday. We're going to, we're going to uh, promote Sunday to stop by. Like we're going to make a big deal to stop by the connect center um, then, or whatever welcome center, what do you want to call it? Yeah. Then they're the people at the welcome center. They're going to promote hey, we got our monthly pizza with the pastor thing or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And at that pizza with the pastor thing, they're going to hang out. They're going to learn a little bit about the history of the church. They're going to learn, learn just maybe some high level, not high level, but you know, 30,000 foot view. Like here's generally what we believe. Here's generally who we're all about. Here's a little history of our church. And then we're going to do about 15 minutes on take them taking the next step. And then we're going to get them plugged in. So they come on Sunday, they go to the welcome center. They come, they show up to whatever next step thing you call it, the monthly thing, probably every six weeks, four to six weeks, whatever. And then from there, they're serving, getting in a group, doing something. And it's your team needs to look at that and go, okay, how do we like dive into this process? How do we put the best leaders over this process? How do we nail that thing? Now, um, I was recently spoke at your church and, um, and I don't think we've spoken since I spoke at your church. And so that would be one thing that I would say I noticed wasn't there. Yeah. If I'm a guest, I'm wondering, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Where do you want me to go? Where are you pushing me? What's the, where the pushing, but where, where's the, what's the lane you want me to drive down to tell me, you know, and I may not ask that or not ask that whatever, but that's one thing I always evaluate when I'm at a church. I look at, if I'm speaking there and I know they're going to ask me, Hey, what do you think of the church? I'll, I'm looking for, was there clear next steps? Mm. I'll tell you, I spoke at a church uh, while, quite a while back, a couple of years back, um, probably around, around 700. And I looked at the service and afterwards the pastor asked me, what are you missing? And I told them exactly what I just told you, Julian. I said, I have no idea what you want me to do next. Uh, there was nothing said about where I should go, what step I should take. Uh, your welcome area is really just, here's a batch of cookies and have a great day. There's no, like, there's no baton. There's no, so I worked with them on exactly what I just talked to you about, but got in deep with them and their worship didn't change. Their messages didn't change. It's the same pastor. <laughs> their children's didn't same. It's the same children's director, but 18 months later, they were running 1200 <clears throat> because we, we went relentless on this we're going to engage people faster and we figured it out dialed it in had the follow-up systems automated things we got it like everything was focused on getting people plugged in and that's what saw the growth so 
that's what I would look at if I were you. So coffee in in the coffee with the pastor, you you try to you ask people to commit to something or to yeah, yeah to some degree like yeah like um you you can make it casual and you can make the the verbiage of the on ramp can be really casual. So uh, pretending that I'm leading it. So yeah, you know, okay, we're now at the point of next steps. This is the way I would do it if I was Julian. I'd be like, yeah. hey man, I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, some of the areas where you can get involved. Uh, we mm-hmm. at the church believe that life is, and here's the phrase I always use. It's the same repetitive phrase. Life yeah. is all about next steps. You get engaged mm-hmm. and you get married. You go to high school, you go to college. You get a permit and you get a license. Mm-hmm. Life is all about next steps. When mm-hmm. we don't take the next steps, it's usually where our maturity will cap out. Mm. right maturity growth Mm. education well i didn't want to take the step to get a license okay well then you're going to be an adult living in the state without a license probably going to affect you well i didn't want to go to college okay well then it might affect your education and that's okay if you didn't want to but my point is like okay but there's you know that might affect your education Mm. well i got engaged but i never want to get married okay then you might not experience the true family dynamic and the richness of marriage like there's a, there's, a, there's a lid that's going to come when you don't take the next step. We think the same thing is true at the church, like mm-hmm. life's about next step. So here's what we, we'd like for you to do. Here's a little card. It shows the 15 areas that you could get plugged in. <clears throat> On the back, you can put your name, email, cell phone, whatever. We'd love to contact you. And we're not saying, oh, hey, I'll help out being a greeter. And you kind of explain each one. And okay, now you're committed for the next nine years. No, no, no. We're just saying would you check out the greeting team? Would you maybe serve once or twice and see if you like it? We make the on-ramp so easy. We make the, um, the, the ability to join the team so easy. And some people are like, well, that's a pretty shallow entry. Like, oh, just try it out. You know, you need to mm-hmm. let them know it's about commitment. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing this a long time, man. And I got to mm-hmm. tell you, only a handful of people came back and said, I tried it out for three times and yeah, I don't like it. Most of them make a friend on the greeting team and then they're off and going. Mm. So you don't need to make it sound like, well, we're not really selling commitment. Like you don't, sure. you just need to get them on a team where they can build relationships and the rest will take care of itself. Um, and that's what you do. You, but make it easy. Don't make it like you're going to be committed for six months and just, <laughs> Hey, try it out a couple of times. If you don't like it, and, and let me tell you one more thing I say real quick there. Yeah. I say, try it out a couple of times. And if you don't like it, um, then try out a different team. Mm. Because, now, we do think you need to take a next step. But, and I, bro, I've said this for years. I always joke around, like, you might find out the greeting team, man, they're just weird. Uh, <laughs> people are weird. And then everybody laughs, you know, it's like, that's okay. Join the hospitality team, get into a small group, help out with children. Maybe that, maybe that's better, you know, and everybody laughs every time. And then I always say this, you know, why are you going to try out something different? Cause it's the right thing to do because growing is the right thing to do. It would be like going to a restaurant and going, that was a lousy meal, honey. We're never going to eat again. No, no, mm. you're going to eat again. You're just going to yeah. try a different restaurant. That's all you're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're just saying try a different restaurant, try a different ministry if you don't like it. But I'm telling you, once they get in, make a friend, they're good. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Very helpful. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. What else you got? Anything else? 
Uh, we, uh, if you can help us with uh, volunteer recruiting and training, you, you mentioned like a lot of things we do, which is uh, a confirmation. We do team nights. Sometimes we don't know how often how often we should do it um, because quarterly. life is busy. <laughs> quarterly. I, I would do I would do at least three a year. Okay. Nice. That's yeah. good. But what do, you, what do you think is the best? I think you almost answered a little bit the, the recruiting. We're kind of soft in the coffee with the pastors. We kind of like, we give the card and we say just like, hey, bring it next week. And I feel like people don't do it. And so uh, do you ask people to fill it out in the coffee with the pastors? Because my question about volunteer was like recruiting and training. So apparently it's all connected with coffee with the pastors for you, correct? Well, uh, not all of it. So let me answer first the question of, yeah, I think you need to uh, have a hard sell without sounding pushy. Okay. I would not say take the, personally, I would yeah. not say take the card, pray about it. You'll never see that card again. Yeah. Uh, I would say, hey man, um, so as we wrap it up, you know, look at the card, fill it out. Let me know what area you're interested in. Someone will reach out to you in the next 48 hours. You can try it out for a couple of weeks. Um, when you fill out the card, um, you know, just hand it to me before you leave. And, uh, but man, it's been great having you here. Like you made it clear. You're expecting the card today. You're expecting them to fill it out. Uh, you know, because you're, I don't say you're closing strong without sounding pushy. Uh, yeah. but you, you know, you know, as well as I know, if you give it, hey, think about it, pray about it, let me know in the next couple of weeks, you'll never see that card again. Exactly. Uh, maybe once in a while, but majority no. On the recruiting, yeah, that, to answer that question, um, yeah, there's that system we talked about, you know, it's like, okay, this leads to this. You got to have a clear system and you got to work that system, really work it, make it a priority. But here's one other thing that you could add to that recruiting process. Um, one of the other things you could add to that recruiting process is putting the sense of ownership on those heading up the departments. Mm. So why would it be, I mean, why can't you bring together, I don't know, your eight leaders or 10, whatever it is yeah. together and just say, guys, what if we went on a 60 day run and we tried to get 20 new people involved in ministry? You do three, you do three, you do three, mm. you do three. What if we try to get 15, 20, whatever your number you feel comfortable with uh, that you feel is, well, let me say that. Whatever you feel is a stretch, but not impossible, but it's a stretch. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that number is for you, but in the next 60 days, 90 days, whatever, we're going to all do it, including me and my wife. I'm going to recruit three. You're going to recruit three. You're going to recruit. And we're going to try to recruit 18 people in the next 60 days new people, newish people, not this, not Joe serving in nine areas, right? right? but new people, you know, well, there's not enough new people here. Yeah. Find them. It, it, find them. People always say that. And I'm like, there's something about when we go after new people, they just, God just seems to kind of let them show up. Uh, so I think it's a recruiting of personal recruiting. I think your team has to take ownership they got to have like a goal together. We're working on this. And then you also have the process. I think you have both. If you find yourself recruiting faster, Julian, you'll find the church grow. It'll grow. It grows as a result when you recruit faster and you get people plugged in and you get them engaged in ministry. Back in the, 
you know, years ago, I think people wanted to believe then belong. Now I think they want to belong then believe. Mm. Cool. I, I don't know if people are, I think they just want to belong. Now in the yeah. process, we want them to become followers of Christ and grow a deep relationship with him and all that, of course. But some people just kind of come to the church. They're not sure where they're all at with God and everything. Bro, I can't even tell you how many times I've had conversations with, in my own world, in the South Hills world, with a greeter or an usher who's just kind of new, kind of figuring God out. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's like, fine, serve, just serve. But just we just put them in there because they want to belong. Everybody wants to belong uh, over believe rather than believe over belong. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. And what does that look like? Like, I know we have many conversations with people, the whole, like, I see in you, like, uh, you're so, like, uh, hospitable, you're so welcoming, would you like to try guest <laughs> services? Do you have some type of handout? Do you have something you hand them over? Again, sometimes the conversations happen and people don't take action and yeah. the process gets stalled. Are you talking about, I'm just not sure I'm clear, are you talking about how to recruit or the process yes. so this yes. person over the children's ministry how do they actually recruit yeah that's great there's a couple things uh, i think are important to have uh one um when recruiting i would tell your team hey guys i'd give them the example on how to recruit let me tell you how to recruit okay okay and here's <laughs> some people hate when i say this and so i'm gonna say it anyway the best way to recruit is to stroke the ego and mm. so hey john and jessica Man, every time you come to, watch this, watch this. I'm recruiting for greeting. I'm a head, head of the greeter department. John and Jessica, man, every time you guys walk into the church, you got the biggest smiles on your face. You're like the best looking people in the whole church. You look like Ken and Barbie. They laugh. And, mm -hmm. you know, you guys are amazing. And people tend to gravitate to you. I think that's just a natural thing that God gave you. And I was wondering if we could talk about how God could take that natural thing and use it in the life of the church. Would you be open to that conversation? Mm. Bro, they'll say yes. Nine times out of 10, they're like, okay. Mm. Complimented them. You complimented them. Mm -hmm. You showed them how their gift could be used for God. And then you, mm -hmm. you ended it with a question. Would you be open to talking about how we could figure out how that could be used here at the church in a, in a really positive way? Stop. A lot of people just keep rambling and rambling. Stop. Right. Let the, you, you hit the question and you let it breathe. It's a great sales technique, but you let it breathe. And then normally they go, they look at each other like, yeah, okay. You get the number, you call them up, you set up a Zoom, you meet them at Starbucks, whatever you want to do. And now you're having a, a, a time with them. And that's how that's you take them through that pro you encourage them a little bit, tell them that they're gifting their smile, they're unique sure. to be used for God. How would like to be used for God? Let the moment breathe. And then also I would tell your team, don't posture your conversation from point of begging. Mm. If you have to beg people in, then you have to beg people to stay. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Mm. So um, mindset. Don't, you don't say this, don't mm -hmm. say this, but the mindset is it's an honor to be on our team. Mm. It's an honor to be a part of this group. Uh, we're doing something terrific for God. Like it's an honor. So it mm -hmm. postures you a little bit of less begging and more of an honor. Don't come in and begging and desperation. You know, no one wants to get on a sinking ship. Don't, don't, True. don't do that. Posture yourself like, man, 
you, 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 you walk in, you guys have a great spirit. And man, I just think God could really utilize that in a cool way at the church. And I was wondering if we could get together and talk about that, bro. It's 20 seconds and they'll pull out their phone and you'll be trading numbers. It's not that hard. That's good. And how about like a ministry, like kids ministry that is so hungry for volunteers. If we're going to be honest, we are begging. If oh, I <laughs> not, I but you know what I mean? How would you do that in a ministry that has a high need? For yeah, volunteers. No, get it. Well, let me answer this and then I got to wrap it up because I do have sure. a, another appointment. But um, let me wrap it up with that is one. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's not like I got some easy answer. Sure. Um, I would I would. Here's how I would. Um, I'm going to try to do what I think would be a long answer in a short time. Sure. When your leaders create uh, an amazing experience mm. to be a part of that volunteer team, mm. then that volunteer team becomes a raving fan. Mm. And when they become a raving fan, they'll do the recruiting for you without you ever asking. I get it. That's awesome. Apple people stand in line for the iPhone. They wait all night. Uh, if you're ever sitting at a group with 10 pastors and one of them have an Android, everybody's going to rip on them. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid from Apple. I'm sure you're not getting paid from Apple, but they've created raving fans that are promoting their product without ever asking for it. Same thing in the church world, except the problem is we don't create raving fans. Mm. It's thrown together last minute, maybe <clears throat> it's, we send out a calendar and that's about the extent of our communication. But if you children's director can kind of view it as I'm not only the children's pastor, these are my 10 volunteers. I love them. We hang out together. We do barbecues every few months together. We do karaoke nights at my house together. We have fun together. We hang out together. If that leadership team or volunteer team becomes tribe a community they love it they're raving fans mm -hmm. they love being a part of they could not imagine not being on this team mm -hmm. you'll find recruiting gets a lot easier in that department because you will have not one person recruiting you'll have all 10 volunteers recruiting because you created raving fans that's awesome appreciate it pastor chris yeah so hopefully that helps man and always that was awesome. that I'm, dude, I'm here to help in any way i can that's what what i appreciate love to do. It, brother anything you need let me know anytime bro um, all right. God bless, man. Thanks okay, so we'll much. See you, Julian. Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.